0: Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, eight hundred nine North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month my wife and I are celebrating our twelfth wedding anniversary, so I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from twelve years ago, and that's how good at in that tuxedo from Leon Tailoring. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so, if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall, or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see him. happy to make you look as good today as I did twelve years ago. Well. You'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So, we go by Leon Taylor and they'll be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Okay, uh, so we just heard from our prosecutorial candidates. Now it's only fitting we go talk to our judge, hear from our judges, because they're all part of our public safety uh, infrastructure. Uh, One thing, just to let you folks know. if you you have a question for a judge, you cannot ask them how would you rule in this case or how would you rule in that case because that is totally against the judicial code of ethics and canons and they get in trouble and us lawyers get in trouble. So thank you for helping a brother out. We do appreciate that. Uh, We'll start uh, with Tiffany Vivo, uh, candidate for Marion County uh, Circuit Judge.
1: Thank you, good afternoon, my name is Tiffany Vivo and I am your circuit court judge. I was appointed in December of last year and I am up for election in November to keep my seat. When I began my term in office in January of this year I inherited almost 30,000 open cases. But I'm happy to report that as of about a month ago when my staff and I ran a report we've closed out just over 6,000 cases and we continue to do that today. There's a lot more work to be done and I need your help for me to finish what I've started. When you're voting for Tiffany Vivo in November, you're getting over 20 years of experience as a lawyer and a judge. I worked as a family and immigration lawyer for about 10 years. I had a <clears throat> law practice here in town. I started downtown. I actually migrated to the uh, Lafayette Square area in the Pike Plaza where I uh, continued to have this practice. And I understand, because I represented so many individuals in our community in family law and immigration, and I understand what it's like and how important it is to be heard, how important it is um, that the law is applied fairly all across the board, and how important it is to walk out of the courtroom and know that you got a fair shot. So I bring that unique, unique perspective to the bench. I began my judicial career in 2011. I started as a commissioner and then as a magistrate. I worked in the criminal courts and the civil courts, and I worked both with Republican presiding judges and Democrat Democrat judges, and I did well. What is circuit court? It's a civil court, not a criminal court. Our job is to take care of everyday matters that affect the lives of members in our community. The bulk of our caseload involved paternity matters, which I call divorce without property, and that is exclusively relating to child-related matters, custody, parenting time, and child support. The civil aspect deals with reinstatement of driver's licenses, name and gender marker changes, disputes between parties, businesses, anything with a civil flavor, we see it. So this is an important court but it touch- because it touches a lot of lives in our community. And so, why is it important? Well, it's important because at the end of the day, when you need someone to decide your case because you can't amicably amicably resolve it outside of court, you're coming to court and having one person make that decision about your life. I'm an immigrant. I came in 1985 as a child. I grew up in a household that uh, was run by strong women. My mother, my grandmother, and my aunties raised us. Mm -hmm. And they taught us to work hard. And they taught us that if you're in America, if you work hard, you can be whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And also, they taught us that there's a greater purpose outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is to take care of our community and give back to our people in the community. And that's what I've done. Ten seconds. That's what I've done, and that's what I intend to do. Thank you very much for your time. Please vote Tiffany Bebo as your Mayor and Circuit Court Judge. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, now we'll hear from uh, the other candidate, uh, Judge Amber Collins-Gruer-Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> Would name like a bill, you think okay. you <laughs> you're getting somebody's name right.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Amber collins Deborah hewitt I'm the Democrat candidate for Marion Circuit Court Judge, and I'm happy to be in Pike Township. Woo! I'm a Pike High School graduate. I love Pike High School. I'm going to my reunion tonight, so we won't talk about that. But um. I call circuit court the civil court of the people. Um, We do a lot of cases that affect everyday people. We do specialized driving privileges. We do name changes. We do tax sale cases. We do collections cases. And a lot of the people in circuit court can't always have an attorney. They can't afford an attorney. Um, In the U.S., you're entitled to an attorney for a criminal offense, but not so much for a civil offense. So a lot of the people in circuit court represent themselves. So um, you really need a a judge in circuit court who is very dedicated to taking their time, because a lot of people, you know, you send them orders. They don't understand and um, so when I was a magistrate in circuit court, I was a magistrate in there for three years. I really took my time to work with self-representing people and explain to them the process and how to get their case moving forward. I was born and raised in Marion County. My grandfather was actually the first African-American elected to countywide office. And um, I've always dedicated myself to working with the people. I volunteer with CLD. I spent a lot of time at the elementary schools because I I truly believe that I wanted to be a judge when I grew up because I saw other African-Americans who had um, powerful positions. I knew judges, I knew doctors. So I spent a lot of time in elementary schools and middle schools talking to young people about they don't have to be in the streets or on Instagram. They can go to school and make a difference so I appreciate your support I think everybody should vote on November 8th it's your right a lot of people worked hard to get the right for everyone to vote so we'll see you at the polls
0: And just a reminder, uh, if you guys have uh, questions for any of the candidates, you can fill out those little uh, cards in there. Uh, Now we're going to switch gears a little bit uh, and go from one end of Market Street to the other end of Market Street and talk about the state senate race. And we're going to start with J.D. Ford, uh, the Democrat incumbent state senator.
3: Well, good afternoon. Um, thank you, Susan, the Evans duo, um, Abdul for moderating, and my uh, fellow candidates for coming today. Um, I'm, it's great to be back in Pike Township, and I'm sad because I'm losing the College Park area, so you all are a uh, sorry a victim of gerrymandering. Um, they swiped it off in the last redistricting bill, but, um, but nonetheless, uh, I am proud to be here. Uh, As you, as mentioned, I'm State Senator J.D. Ford, and I've been proudly serving you in the State Senate these past four years. And uh, just a quick little bit about me. I grew up in Northeast Ohio and went to the school at the University of Akron, where I studied political science and criminal justice. And my first job out of college was right here in Indiana, and I just fell in love with the state. So you might call me a transplant Hoosier. Um, I went to grad school at Purdue, where I earned a Master of Science in Education and Human Services, and after grad school, I came back uh, to Indy. Uh, in 2014, I found out that then-Senator Mike Delf was representing me and my neighbors in the State Senate. Uh, I looked around to see who was going to challenge him in that race. Uh, then certainly uh, there was no one, and so I decided to step forward and do it myself. I was 32 years old at the time. I didn't have any name recognition. I didn't have any money, but um, I worked hard, and I lost that election, unfortunately, by 2,000-ish votes, and one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life is stand before my friends and family and just say, uh, that I came up short. So in June of 2017, I announced my candidacy to the State Senate again and worked hard to connect with my neighbors, knocking over 40,000 doors, uh, calling 25,000 voters, 15,000 handwritten notes, uh, 5,000 text messages, and on my 36th birthday, uh, you all sent me to the State Senate uh, to work for you. So my story is about persistence and perseverance. If if I just would have hung it up, I wouldn't be standing here before you today. I have four years of experience being in the Senate. I've passed over 72 pieces of legislation working in a bipartisan way. That even caught the attention of our Quaker friends who awarded me their Legislator of the Year award, uh, as well as the teachers who awarded me their Friend of ISTA award, and also the Indiana School Social Worker Association uh, named me their Legislator of the Year award. So in my short time, uh, I was very proud to win those awards. Uh, And then in 2020, my Senate Democratic colleagues elected me to serve as the minority caucus chair with our minority leader, uh, Senator Greg Taylor. My platform is very easy. It's what I call the ease. So it's fighting for strong public schools, uh, making sure for elections, making sure that we stand up to election deniers and conspiracy theories. Uh, environment, making sure that we protect our environment. You know, Indiana um, is one one at the bottom for uh, polluted waterways and streams. So we need to clean that up. Uh, excellent healthcare. We've got to reduce sorry. Indiana's uh, sky-high healthcare cost. Uh, cap the price of insulin, and also protect uh, the woman's right to bodily autonomy. Economy, making sure everyone has a good, high-paying job. Equality, I'm your only out-serving member of the LGBTQ plus community, and making sure that we tech, or protect uh, and expand um, our uh, what we do for our first responders. So, thank you. Yeah.
0: Right, And now we'll hear uh, from the Republican candidate in the Senate District 29, Dr. Alex Choi. <laughs>
4: Good afternoon, thank you for having me here. Thank you to the Evans, uh, Counselor Evans, Dr. Evans, as well as Susan and Abdul for moderating. I also wanna thank my in-laws Karen and Boyd Davis is back there. You know, you've, you know you've made it in this world when your in-laws show up for your political event, okay? So, uh, so I am an immigrant. Uh, my father is a North Korean refugee who lost everything when he escaped North Korea with his family back um, uh, during the Korean War. He and my mother rebuilt their lives in South Korea and in the 70s, there was a real risk that the two Koreas would go, go back to war again. And my parents, having lived through that, didn't want that for their children. So we moved here to Indiana. We had family here. Landed in Noblesville, where my parents bought a small cafeteria, and we lived in the one-bedroom apartment above of it. I learned my work ethic from my parents. They worked 12-hour days, seven days a week. Um, and then they switched from being a cafeteria owner to a dry-clean owner, so they could have Sundays off to be able for all of us to go to church. Um, through that work ethic, I graduated valedictorian at Lawrence North High School and went to Harvard for undergraduate. After Harvard, I worked for a couple years as a consultant in Boston uh, before deciding to go to medical school. I went to medical school here, received the Dean's Award, and then went to anesthesia residency. Um, after residency, at becoming an anesthesiologist, a few years after joining a practice, I took over as the president of that practice and grew it into the largest physician practice in the state. Um, we sold that practice. I practiced IU Health, now I'm in charge of anesthesia for their suburban hospitals and surgery centers. This is all to tell you that I have a background and a work ethic and perseverance um, and the intelligence um, to be able to do this job effectively. So, one of my goals is around healthcare. And healthcare is very important to all of us, no matter where you live in this state. We're one of the worst uh, health, uh, one of the worst states in terms of healthcare. Bottom five metrics in most every category, as well as some of the highest costs around healthcare. So that is something I'll tackle. I have the background to be able to tackle that. I will be the only person to have the background to tackle that. I also want to specifically in healthcare deal with mental health disorder. I am a huge proponent of that. Suffering from from bipolar disorder myself, and having been successful through successful treatment, uh, I feel that I have some real degree of credibility in a- being able to handle this situation. I also want to help with the school system within Indianapolis and beyond. I am on the school board of an inner city, uh, publicly funded charter school, and have been doing that for several years. Currently, I'm on the Zionsville Town Council, and through that, um, I have managed the budget of Zionsville. Not only there, but in my practice. I have a strong uh, background in business, finance, operations, and health care. I am the one that uh, I hope that you elect to the state senate. Thank you very much.
0: And now our uh, last candidate, the uh, Republican candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, uh, District 7, uh, Angela Kowalski. Angela.
5: Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. What can I tell you about myself? As you can see, all four of us here were on the immigrant side, but I'm the on- I'm the only one who still has the accent. I was a little bit older when I came here, so my family uh, immigrated to the United States in uh, 1989 from the former Soviet Union. Uh, right before we left, the Soviets took away our citizenship. Uh, They allowed us to take $72 per person in one suitcase, and this is how we arrived to Indianapolis. We were homeless, we were jobless, we were penniless, we were stateless, but we were never hopeless. So we had a hope that our new country and what this country has to offer, um, that we're gonna be able to use for our family, for our children, and for future generations. This country has has given us a a lot of opportunities. Uh, And I have to tell you, Indianapolis wasn't my choice, like Cindy's, but you know what, I think it's the best country, it's the best city in the country, and there is no other city that is full of that Hoosier hospitality. So I'm very grateful to the people that we've met on our path to where we are today. And of course, I'm grateful to the state and to the country for giving us those opportunities. But in the last couple of years, I started to see that people are losing that hope. That if we don't change, if we don't stop, if we don't reverse the policies that were put in place by Andre Carson and current administration, uh, people are not gonna have the same opportunities that I've had. Uh, I am. I have two degrees. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in nursing. I also have uh, an MBA from Northwestern University. But all it's telling you is that I'm a person who wants to learn, who wants to understand how everything works, how economy works, how this country works, how the global economy works, so being able to take advantage of everything that the capitalist environment has to offer in comparison to the communist socialist environment that we lived in. Uh and I was twenty-three when I left, so I have a very good sense of what I don't want this country to become. And it is on the path, in my opinion, of becoming the socialist country that my family has escaped. Uh I have to tell you so by trade I'm a financial advisor and a wealth manager. In the last twenty-five years I've built a business from scratch. Uh it is uh, so we're considered now one of the best financial planning and wealth advisory firms in the state of Indiana. I was recognized by Forbes as one of the top female financial advisors in Indiana, and I think our country's at the point where we need somebody who understand the economics and who understand what's causing all this pain that our fellow citizens are experiencing right now. We need, we need somebody who can go to Washington, who can stop the excessive spending, who can get inflation, down, uh, which will decrease the prices for gas and groceries. We need to fight for energy independence. We have to take care of the crime. And when crime is taken care of, I think, again, we have to concentrate on education and economic opportunities. Being educated in America gives me the the knowledge to transfer to everybody else, uh, and hopefully encourage them to get educated. And being a business owner, it gives me the knowledge and understanding what I need to do to bring the communities together. This election is not about a Republican or a Democrat. This election is about having the right person in the right place, who's gonna do what's best for all of us, who's gonna do what's best for the country. Unfortunately, my opponent uh, is not here. Uh, I went to his office on the 27th of September asking him for a debate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He has not responded. And what I've heard um, from his office, that he hasn't been there for the last two and a half years. His office in Washington, D.C. also has been closed due to COVID. So his constituents are not able to get responses from him other than the form letters. So I am promising everybody that they're going to be getting a personal response within 24 hours, just like we do it with our clients in the business. Us. Otherwise, our clients are not going to keep us and our constituents are not going to elect us. So, this is my pledge to everybody who's going to vote for me on November 8th. Thank you. Thank you.
4: This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.